Hello and welcome. My name is Tim. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Santa Claus or Axial. <laughs> and I am a very sick Kirby Durfee. And this is Go Mode, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. I tell you what, it's so good to be talking to you guys again. I know, yeah. we, uh, we missed an episode for the first time in like a year and a half. Oh man, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. that hurt. Yeah. Didn't feel great, but I hope the people understand and uh, everyone takes it in stride. We only did like technically miss one extra week, I guess, so okay. does it even count as missing a full episode? We missed like half an episode, I guess. Yeah, especially yeah. since we, we sort of put out that, that kind of half episode, um, the, the hovering one with P-Train. So mm-hmm. hopefully... Hopefully that built us up enough goodwill that we spent in the last week, and now we're back at neutral, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm good to be a neutral. Yeah, there, there's been a lot going on, too, with the uh, main tournament going on and all that, so hopefully people aren't too uh, starved for content. Yeah, there's been uh, plenty of activity in our Discord, as usual, um, discussing the uh, both tournaments, really, the main tournament and the Challenge Cup, and... Uh, we will get into that, but uh, first, just wanted to say uh, our feature for this week, a little bit of a gift to all of you and, and kind of gifts to one another as well. Um, we're going to do another prize pack, some quizzes and questions. Um, I just got an email actually from Discord about analytics, or I'm sorry, not Discord, um, Spotify. Uh, I got an email from Spotify the other day about analytics saying that our prize pack uh, episode eight episode was our most listened to episode on Spotify. So it's pretty crazy if you ask me. I mean, it was a good episode. It was a lot of fun. I just didn't mm-hmm. think it would have been the most popular one. I just think uh, you know, this is this is a real thinking person's game, Rando, and and when people are challenged and given some questions and quiz, you know, quiz uh, kind of quizzed on their knowledge, I mm-hmm. think people it's fun. I, I would love to listen to these, but instead I'm making them. We're making them instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're going to do another one. We've got some uh, questions, some riddles prepared. I've been really into this uh, podcast called Hey Riddle Riddle, where they read riddles to each other essentially, <laughs> and, and do like improv comedy. But because of that, I've been, uh, this has sort of been on my mind and, and it seemed like the perfect time to do some more of those. So mm-hmm. Looking forward to getting into that, but of course, first we have news, and uh, as Axe mentioned, there's been quite a, quite a bit uh, happening in tournament land. Um, we'll start, as always, with the main tournament. Herf, uh, how, how, are, how is it looking from, from your side of things as, as an admin? Things going okay so far? Well, we're actually having a little bit of an issue from an admin standpoint, which has like nothing to do with the games directly, but we're having a bit of trouble because, you know, we tried to kind of rejigger everything in the tournament before this one, uh, how we asked for commentators how we made them aware of uh, spots that are still open and stuff like that and out of that was born the scheduling needs channel that we plan to update daily with what is needed still so we could reduce the pings to comms Mm -hmm. and uh, it turns out despite having a ton of comms and a whole lot of matches going on we're still lacking in sign up so People have been getting pings a lot with the commentator role, and we're trying to cut down on that. But at the same time, you know, we, we still try to restream as many matches as we can. So now we're at a point where we're like, all right, how long can we actually tell our mods to desperately keep looking for a crew and not just, you know, cancel the restream? Mm-hmm. 
We're not SG, so technically we can't really cancel the restream. But if we can't get a crew together, we can't, you know, just get it on the stream without a tracker or comms. So it's a little right. bit of an organizational nightmare at the moment. But other than that, it seems to be going pretty smoothly. Hmm. Well, we can definitely commiserate when it comes to, you know, last minute trying to put a crew together and pinging people. It sounds very much like the kind of stuff we had to deal with with the mentor tournament. Um, you know, pinging at the last minute, sending, uh, you know, everyone notifications out uh, five minutes before a race to try to find a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, and I am I am in the commentators and trackers uh, channels, both for the main tournament. And yeah, there's been, I mean, probably two or three pings, maybe more than that per day uh, of them, you know, looking to assemble people. Now, I having been again in the other situation, you know, on the other side of the situation, I'm totally understanding of that i'm not upset to be getting these pings it's it's totally fine um i you know it's it's tough it's tough to find people who have time you know um mm -hmm. for myself personally i'm in the challenge cup i've been doing that um we've had a lot of real life stuff going on you know the three of us have it's it's been tough to even just kind of get together to put 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 an episode out you know so the little bit of time that i do have is kind of you know sort of spoken for and, and leaves very little time to do something like, you know, commentator track, which I love to do and wish I had more time for, but it's, yeah, it's just been really tough for me. And it sounds like maybe that's been the case for a lot of other folks as well. Yeah, it's totally understandable. And in our internal talks today, we counted like five pings yesterday, two of which were within one hour. And that's just, you know, I understand desperately trying to fill the spots and not you know having to cancel a restream and everything and if you're in a situation where you're a mod and you see oh there's going to be a restream in half an hour on the sg channel we need to get some people going otherwise you know we're in trouble uh, i understand the need to you know the desperation to find people it's just people we we realized earlier on in earlier tournaments that it had the opposite effect. People would get annoyed with the pings because they were like, you know, if I had time, I would have signed up on the first ping, not on the fifth ping. So please just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, I, I don't mind seeing them, but I also know that it, they don't like to be sending them. That's another reason I guess it's, I, you know, don't mind getting them is because it's like, I know no one wants to be in this situation that you're in and that's why you're pinging. Mm -hmm. Um but like you said, I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to find the people to to do it. So, well, but you know, the the nature of these tournaments is the longer they go on, the less matches there will be. Ultimately, right now we're in those group rounds where you know everybody's having a best of three, and there's tons and tons of people. So you know, because kind of is what it is, but it can only get better, which I think is is good. Yeah, it's um, a, to to put a cap on it, it's a bit of a self solving problem, as you said. But it, it'd be nice to find a way to make it a little more consistent in the earlier rounds, and that's really all it is. Yeah. So in the spirit of being constructive, um, do you guys have any ideas in terms of maybe changes that could be made to a system like this to try to? cut down on the amount of pings that need to be sent and get more races scheduled and staffed for a restream? So, well, let, let, let's have Axe go first if he has any ideas. Yeah, I mean, my main thought would be, and I know this is done, would be having the schedule put out pretty far in advance. I think part of the problem, though, is that that schedule is put out pretty far in advance, but... There's a hope that, you know, hey, if we've got something coming up in three days and we've got one person 
well, okay, it's still three days out, maybe we'll get somebody between now and then. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I'm I'm right there with Tim where I'm in I'm in the restream commentators and trackers channel and so I'm just getting pings all over the place and I'm like, I would love to help out, but uh it is, you know, four o'clock on a Tuesday and I'm right. sitting in my office, so mm. I can't do anything and I feel bad. Um it's it's a hard problem to solve when you've got an all-volunteer basis like we do, you know. In some ways, that's great because you know that the people who are going to be doing this are, you know, invested and they want to be doing it. It's not like they're looking for a paycheck or anything, and it's much easier to set up if you're not trying to, you know, pay professional commentators or something like that. But then on the other side, you've got people that have got, you know, their own lives going on, and there's going to be times when things just don't work out from a scheduling purpose <clears throat> especially because last tournament the month where we had a lot of the um you know it wasn't december where we had so so many matches going on it was more i believe like november-ish and december can just be a really difficult time for people because they're you know going on holiday vacations they're cutting down christmas trees they're doing whatever and uh, it just can make the scheduling a bit harder. That almost went right by me. <laughs> I almost <laughs> was, didn't even notice. I was like, wait, is it cutting down Christmas tree? Are people spending a lot of time doing that? <laughs> uh, but your, your point is, is well taken, absolutely. It's, it's just that time of the year. Everybody is, is at capacity. Uh, Herf, what, what, you sound like you had some thoughts for maybe ways to kind of fix this. Well, uh, there's really only one thing I wanted to mention, uh, be because it's, as far as I know, at least it's been worked on. It's just that Fiesel is super swamped, as always. Uh, the Twitch API changed a little while ago. I'm not sure how much of that you guys, you know, were privy to or noticed or anything, mm -hmm. but they changed yeah. a lot on their back end, and uh, essentially everything that Fiesel had kind of broke. <laughs> which made stuff kind of stressful. But uh, one thing that might help at least a little bit is uh, the possibility to sign up in pairs so that two comms can sign up together. We kind of have that in place right now where you can like sign up together and then you ping a comm out or something and you're like, hey, I signed up with blah, blah, blah together and we'd like to get to comm that match yeah. together. But it's just not as reliable as being able to have it like displayed on the schedule. You know, these guys signed up as a pair. And uh, I know a lot of people have preferences on who to come with or who, especially who not to come with. Mm -hmm. So that might alleviate a lot of problems because I, I know at least a couple of people who are like, well, I'd sign up for that match, but I don't want, you know, an hour later to see someone I don't want to come with on that list with me. And then I have to spend two and a half hours of my time with someone that I don't like or don't enjoy commentating with, you know, stuff like that. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's understandable. It seems to me that the kind of the issue with, you know, going back to something Axe said, you know, a lot of these come out like in the early afternoon on a weekday, mm -hmm. you know, for for Eastern, you know, folks where it's like that's it's obvious There's nothing that the vast majority of people can do that work like traditional kind of nine to five type jobs. Um, and and, you know, these the the times being chosen it seems are being chosen by just the two people who are racing hey what's a good time for you oh this is good for me so the genesis of the start times of these matches are just two people 
some wherever in the world. And then we're trying to assemble a crew around what these two people just arbitrarily chose. So I wonder if maybe it shouldn't be more like there are slots of times that's like, we want to do a restream of a race this day and time. If you are someone who needs to schedule one of your races and you want to be restreamed, maybe check with your opponent and see if they would be available and willing to jump into this slot. Otherwise, it's just not restreamed. You know, I, I think maybe the restreaming uh, channel, you know, in this case, Speed Gaming or, you know, Zelda Speedruns or whoever it happens to be, should maybe have more of the set schedule that the racers need to work into. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I think that yeah. could work. I, I think that's not a bad idea to kind of, you know, turn it around in a way. I think that's not been done, and I'm not saying that your solution would, you know, be the opposite of that or anything, but I think it's been so focused on the players because, as you said, it's like two people that might be wherever in the world, and to have them be able to find a time where they can both race and not, you know, be have it be in the middle of the night for one of them or whatever is already hard enough, so the rest is just a bonus. But yeah. if you're like, well, we got these slots, and if you can't make it in one of those, then tough luck. That could work. I could see that working. Yeah, and, you know, there could be a slot that's, you know, traditionally kind of evening for Eastern folks and, you know, good prime time for Pacific. And then, of course, you know, European kind of time slots. And, you know, you, you kind of work it out a little bit for everybody. Um, yeah, I think it I could work. It, it might yeah. also be a little hard because SG's schedule is so... I don't know how to put it, like, in concise, I guess. You know, they just put on whatever whenever it's on. And it's not just randomizer. Yeah, exactly. It's not just ALTTPR. You know, they throw other things on there, too. And that kind of throws a wrench in, in this. You know, it's hard to, like you say, be consistent when you have a bunch of other things mm -hmm. going on. So, yeah. Anyway, so um, another thing to mention about this fall tournament is, uh, so the races that have happened, uh, there have been quite a few... Uh, really strong reactions from fans uh, to the outcomes of some of these races, some really, really close ones uh, specifically. So rather than talk about any of them in any specific detail, um, we asked the members of our GoMode podcast Discord uh, for some of their recommendations. And we got back, a, I'd say, a pretty solid list of, you know, maybe like seven to ten or so of mm -hmm. some recommendations. So what I'm going to do is put all of those on one handy page on our website, and we'll put a link to that site in the description uh, of this episode, um, of the, yeah, the episode description for this uh, episode, and then you can go look at that, and you'll have a list of some races that were uh, interesting in some way, you know, to keep them as non-spoilered as possible. They're, you know, close, or there were a lot of lead changes, or something crazy happened in them. Um, we'll give you some, you know, kind of fresh recommendations from both this tournament and the Challenge Cup tournament. So um, be sure to check the description for those. Um, so, of course, we, uh, in addition to the fall tournament, um, you know, there is the Challenge Cup that exists. And the point of that is uh, people who are not participating in the main tournament can be in this one. And you just you just get in automatically. So uh, there have been a lot of um, folks who are kind of Go Mode Podcast Discord regulars who are participating. I'm participating. Um, so that's that's been a really active one as well. Same thing uh, that I said about the main tournament. We'll have some recommendations of some matches that have been interesting um, that you can check out. Um, as far as how I'm doing, I was up against uh, a person named Dracaris, as in like what Khaleesi says when she wants Drogon to kill somebody. 
Uh, and Dracaris is one of those names that I recognized from YouTube when I first got into watching Rando back in like, you know, late 2017. So I knew they'd been around in the community for a while, but it wasn't until I started to tell people that I was going up against Dracaris that they were like, Ooh, yikes. Sorry. Sorry about that, buddy. And, uh, I soon found out why they, they really stomped me. Um, they, uh, they are a very, very good randomizer player and, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of like last year I went up against uh, frostbite 30, 30 in groups and, um, you know, discovered while playing them that they were very, very good, uh, same sort of situation, but, um, it was, you know, they won it fair and square. I actually had to forfeit the first one because it was a, uh, low percentage kind of situation. And I just got so insanely tilted up against Mothula, um, it was really frustrating because I had done a actually a practice ROM uh, a couple days before, I think the day before that, to show a friend of mine, Randomizer, who was in town. And I took on Mothula with Half Magic and Fire Rod and I think Green Mail and like Five Hearts. I was like, in a real race, I would never do this, but like, I'm just showing you the game, so whatever. And I went in and I was just like, just like destroyed Mothula. <laughs> um, so then during this race, I was like, it was the exact same situation. It was Half Magic and Fire Rod and green mail and i think like seven hearts or something like that and i was like well i guess i'm gonna do this and i just like like bonked my head against that wall two times before i left then i came back again and i died again um it was just it was a, a pathetic disaster of a seed so i had to forfeit and and try to be very zen about that uh but then i came back to the next one and um i finished that one out but again you know drakkar is a really great runner and uh won that one so Unfortunately, uh, also similar to last year, there was another dropout in my group. Um, a little bit of a bigger deal this time, though, because the groups are now four people instead of six people like they were last year. So um, left a little bit of confusion uh, in our group in terms of who was supposed to be racing whom to find out what's next. But uh, apparently my opponent, Flying Octopus 22, is going to be racing Dracaris and then... Um, I will be racing the loser of that, which uh, Flying Octopus says that they're new to the game, and we know Jakaris is very good. So it's looking like probably Flying Octopus and I will race one another, uh, and the winner of that will move on to brackets. So that's the latest with me. That's what I've been up to. Um, I did want to mention one other cool thing about the Challenge Cup, which is uh, our aforementioned BWS Restream crew. That's the bi-weekly seed uh, restream crew they've kind of uh, moved um, away from just doing bi-weekly seeds so in addition to restreaming those they are now also doing restreams of challenge cup races this is something that they came up with all their own you know asked for our permission said yeah sure go for it uh, and so yeah much in the same way you know like american football you can watch it on you know abc or cbs or fox or espn or twitter you know they all get kind of independent deals to broadcast these games we're kind of like one of those networks now we're like you know nbc or something and we'll we'll be able to air the occasional race so our team's been stepping up we've we've uh, up the amount of crew that we have and uh, we've been able to restream i think like three or four now at this point uh challenge cup races so just another way to you know give our team a little bit more exposure and give some more racers a little bit more exposure to kind of have a little bit of an audience, have commentators talking, have uh, you know trackers uh, you know tracking everything they do, and so they can go back and watch that afterwards, and also gets the message out about Go Mode. So it's sort of a win-win-win kind of situation, and it's uh, really cool that they've been doing that. So just wanted to mention that they've been uh, they've been busy with uh, with that, which I think is cool. Um, any final thoughts on any tournament stuff, gentlemen, uh, challenge cup or main tourney? 
Mm, I think we covered it pretty well. Good luck to everyone involved and everyone still going strong. And yeah. uh, as you said, thanks and a big shout out to our restream crew. Yeah, I uh, I promise once uh, the holidays are over, I will try to be a little more active in uh, following along. Cool. All right. Well, I think that was it. You know, I kind of thought we might have a holiday seed, um, like a like a Christmassy themed sort of um, you know, ran- festive randomizer, but nothing as of the day we're recording this, which is the fifteenth of December. So, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw one of those even before this episode drops. We'll see. We'll see. Or it's coming up. I I don't know. Maybe not though. Maybe maybe they're not doing anything. But I just have this feeling that they'll they'll probably do another one this year. So anyway, all right. Are you guys ready for some riddles and puzzles? I am. I am. All right. Let's go. Okay. Riddles and puzzles. Who wants to go first? Not me. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I can go first if you would like. I've got um, a series of uh, quiz questions, uh, one for each temple in the uh, Dark World. If you, uh, if you guys would like to uh, play along and see who is the uh, the master of uh, of knowledge, the master of knowledge. <laughs> well, uh, Herf's the uh, master of wisdom already, as we've as we've already um, discussed. But... Mm-hmm. I will do my best. Uh, how how do you want to do this, Axe? Are we going to like ring in when we know the answer, or will they be directed at at each of us? So yes, we could we could kind of go on uh, on the rules of whoever talks first gets to answer first. But then uh, if you're wrong, the other person gets a chance to chime in. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. So, and I will say some of these some of these might be tricky. I okay. uh, I spent some time, uh, you know, getting these together, and not all of them are randomizer related. Mm. So, um, you know, so just to just to get to, uh, you know, broaden our horizons a little bit, but they're all game game related. I, I promise okay. that. So, are are we ready to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, starting off, we are going to go to the Palace of Darkness. And as we open up the door to the Palace of Darkness, Kiki the monkey sits on top and he says, Hey there, Gomode. Uh, what year did Link to the Past begin development? Uh, I'm going to say 1989. Okay. That's not it, Herf. Uh, 1988? That is correct. Yeah. Oh, Link to the Past was originally conceived as the direct <laughs> sequel to the original Zelda game. It was an inten- intended to be on the NES, but as they were working on it, they realized that it wouldn't fit on an NES cartridge, and so they moved it to the Super Nintendo, uh, where it eventually came out in 91. Can you think of how different this game would be if it had come out on regular Nintendo? Have you it ever seen uh, the Chinese bootleg NES Link to the Past? That's kind of how I, I imagine not. it. <laughs> well, no, what is that? Uh, if someone ran it at the marathon at SG Life, you should check out the VOD. It's basically uh, a, a Chinese bootleg of Link to the Past, but it runs on the NES, and it's surprisingly well done for what it is. I would love to hear that soundtrack. It's <laughs> something. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check that out. All right, so Herf, getting it right, has one point and has control of the board. What temple would you like to go to next? 
Oh, wow. Um, all right, let's see. Dark World, you said. Uh, how about Thieves Town? Thieves Town. All right. You got another fairly easy one. So, uh, well, maybe it's not easy. But, uh, you know, we, we sit around here, we talk about the legend of Zelda. But uh, obviously, you know, Zelda is a fictional character, and fictional characters usually have someone Wait, they're named so- after. What? <laughs> so, who is well, you, the Zelda? You said, you, what? No, who go ahead. is the Zelda from the Legend of Zelda named after? I actually know this one. Well, you go, can shut. You talk right first. All right, you get to go. It's it's. Uh, she's named after Zelda Fitzgerald. That is correct. Yes, Miyamoto yes. was apparently very into reading the works of F. Scott Fitzgerald as he was working on the game and thought that F. Scott Fitzgerald's wife, Zelda, had a really cool name and so named the princess after her. Yeah, pretty much the only two Zeldas that I know of. Oh, except for uh, Robin Williams' daughter, yeah, also named Zelda. Yeah, that's the only one I know. Yep, and she is named Zelda because he was a very big Same Zelda fan. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's a question that I could have answered, but this one I had no clue about, so well, well done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're one and one. And that's all three Zeldas. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've got two temples down, six to go. Where are we going next, Temp? Uh, obviously, Ice Palace would oh, be my choice. Oh. Well, Ice Palace. So, Ice Palace has a tough question because it is a tough dungeon. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to ask, what year did the first video game co- exi- come into existence? I think you'll find that's a heavily disputed topic. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's why it's a uh, the Ice Palace question, because it requires a lot of nuance and, uh, and uh. thinking, just like Ice Palace does. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to say, like, 1959. Okay. Do you, do, you just, do you have a game in mind, or just 1959? Well, I mean, normally or generally people say that Pong was the first game that was ever released. But I know that there's, like, people who have programmed, like, their oscilloscopes or something to display some weird tennis sort of thing that some people consider a video game. All right. How about you, Temp? So I remember there was an episode of that 70s show, uh, which was the first season was set in 1975. And there's an episode where Eric Foreman gets an Atari with Pong on it. And uh, Ashton Kutcher's character Kelso accidentally breaks it. And so he has to learn how to fix the console uh, so that he doesn't have to pay $200 to replace it. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and say 1975 was the year that Pong came out. All right, so, unfortunately, I can't give points to either, although Herf is right in that this is a fairly disputed question, uh, and he was on the right track with the 1950s. Officially, the first game that we have evidence for, in that we actually know it was what the code was and how you played it, was a game in 1952, which was a checkers game made on the Electronic Delay Storage Automatic Calculator, but it was a computer in the united kingdom and uh, it was made by a man by the name of christopher strachey and uh, there were all there was another game made at the same time which was a tic-tac-toe game and um, 
These both were made in 1952, but you're right that a lot of people say Pong is the first game, and uh, that's because, you know, it uh, really entered the popular culture at the time. But uh, based on, you know, uh, what we have in history, it's it's 1952. Okay. All right, well, Herf was way closer than I was. Yeah, I'm so going to give Herf, Herf, Herf the board the for that. Yeah. Okay. So okay, fair enough. So, one, one to two? One, one, well, yeah, we'll give it. I'll give I'll give her half a point. So he's got one and a half to year one. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So where um, are we going next, Turf? Let's see what else do we have left. How about GT? GT. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. So GT is this is this could be a tough question. Just like GT is tough to climb, but in late to the past randomizer, there are a number of items that were required a hundred percent of the time. There are other items that are not required in every seed. Of the items that are not required in every seed, which item is required the most often? Mm. I'm going to ring in here, and I'm going to say the Book of Medora. Okay. Book of Medora, what do you have, Herf? Mm. Let's see. Let me think. Um... The cape. The cape. So, unfortunately, neither of those Wait, is correct. Let me let me try again. Let me, I got another, a second guess. <laughs> oh, second guess? <laughs> not, for point, not for points, just for... Just know. for pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the fire rod. Fire, it, fire rod is really close, but no. Oh, is, is it, it the ice rod? It is not the... So it is the cane. Oh, the cane. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Cane is not always required, mm-hmm. but it's almost always required. Dang, it's, yeah. It's very rare you get a seed that you don't need the cane, but it happens. Mm. I had cane on my mind, but I kept thinking of cane of Burna, and I was like, that can't be it. So Yeah, it's it's about one out of every 100 seeds. Fire Rod is not required about one out of every 50 seeds. Gotcha. All right. So... Alright. Well, no, I'll, no I'll points, give Tim a half a point for, for being closer with the fire rod. Yeah, that's okay. fair enough. You're both okay. tied yeah, I'm not going to not take the points. But... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we've got Misery Mire, Turtle Rock, Skull Woods, and... Uh, Swamp Palace. Swamp Palace left. That's where I want to go. You want to go to Swamp Palace? Uh-huh. Alright. So, what system... And for bonus points, what year was the first Zelda game released on? NES and 1981? Temp? Uh, NES 1986. You got 1986, but it was not the NES. It was originally released on the Famicom Disk System. Oh, and that's right. Oh, man. Why did I think of 81? You needed that year special, special disk <laughs> add-on so that you could save your game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember Fe- that. Oh, man. February oh, 21st, good. 1986. Okay. Can I get a half point? Well, <laughs> no, look you, at this guy. Jeez. begging for half point. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I guess I, I did ask for... Uh, for he bonus the points to give the year, so I'll give you. Right. You, you got right. you got two points. Herf has got one and a half. Hell yeah! All right, <laughs> where are we going? This is rigged, man. <laughs> Dude, you just got to ask for points. Yeah, You're not seriously. Asking for points. Uh, 
Uh, oh, I need to pick another dungeon. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, let's do Skull Woods. Skull Woods. I'm gonna finally do it this time. I'm gonna beat Skull Woods. All right. How many Zelda games have been made? Oh, jeez. Oh, Twelve. Uh, no. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna say twenty-three. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Yes. That you're right. It's twenty-three. No way. That is, that is counting all of the remakes and remasters, but and not counting the CDI games, but <laughs> yes, 23. Wow. Come on. All right. Confirmed. No scoped it. LeBron. Confirmed rigged. Do, do you want me to list them all? No. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Uh, if right. you're curious, you can Wikipedia it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's 23 counting remakes and remasters. Wow. Man, that was impressive. Jeez. All right. So we've okay. got... Two quest, two dungeons left, and two questions left. Okay. Uh, where haven't we gone? Oh, let's go to Misery Meyer. Misery Meyer. What year did the first console system come out, and what was it called? Uh, I guess I'll. I'm gonna say. Oh, it, it, there's uh, what's that one in Super Smash Brothers? It's like the Super Family uh, Game System 19 or something like that. That's probably not it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna right. say Atari. Tim said Super Family Game System 19. What do you say, Herb? No, uh, no, no. That's not my guess. That's not my guess. I wasn't done. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say Atari 1975. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say the ColecoVision in like 72. Oh, it's close. He got 72, but the Magnavox Odyssey came out oh, in 1972. Uh, but you're right that the ColecoVision was right on its tails. Mm. That's so got to be at least different. half a point. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, a, like that's a half point. Because I want to make it interesting going into the the last question here. So we'll say, uh, I'll give, to so Tip, you've got three, and Herf, you've got two and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. So, since there's no other places to go, we have to go to Turtle Rock. And this one is, uh, what year did the term, was the term video game first used? Oh, God. Uh, um. I'm just gonna say 1974. I'm going to say 73. So, the answer is 1972. When Nolan Bushnell was developing Pong, he described it internally as a video game to the rest of the company. Although, when Pong was first marketed, it was called a video skill game. But then the next game that came out in 72 from Atari was called a video game. No. Well, well, okay. I was, I was, I was closer. So, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I did think you were closer, and uh, Herf didn't need to catch up. So, Tim, you are the winner. Wow. You hooray uh, for Tim. This doesn't feel that good for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you are master of uh, video game history and knowledge. Uh-huh. I guess I should be taking W's wherever I can get them. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I want to go next. Yes. All right. So. I got you guys something. I got you guys a gift. Oh, boy. Um, so I know that you guys 
don't have a ton of time to play rando anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got you the world's shortest randomizer seed. Really? Okay. Yes, I'm this curious is, about this. This is the uh, I have I've generated this seed for you, and as far as I can tell, and I worked on this for a good little while, and and you know maybe somebody can find some discrepancies or whatever, but I believe I have situated it to where the item count at the end of the game will be the lowest that it can possibly be. Uh, now, a couple of caveats. This includes minor glitches. It assumes that you can do minor glitches and dark rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, mm-hmm. But there's no major glitches, and this is a 7-7 open defeat Ganon. Kind of okay. the traditional sort of seed. All right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions about this seed that I've just gifted to you. Okay. The first one being, what is the total item count? Uh, assuming that you only collect what you absolutely need and are forced to get, what is your item count at oh, the end of the game? God. Uh, um, let's see. Are we working together or against each other on this one? That's up to you. I guess I, it could be fun if you work together. So, Herf, here's what I'm thinking. So, mm-hmm. no rupees. Mm-hmm. No bombs. No mm-hmm. arrows. Mm-hmm. So, the only thing... And then we only have required progression items. I mean, let's first count the items that we need 100% all the time in every seed. So you need two gloves. Mm-hmm. So that's two. Two swords. Yep, that's four. Bow. That's five. Seven crystals. Yeah, yeah I guess. Do those count as item pickups? Uh, the crystals do not. Yeah. Okay, crystals don't. Okay. The crystals uh... do not. Then don't have those. The GT big key. Mm-hmm. The hammer. Mm-hmm. So we're at seven. Yeah. Now, Tim did say that it's minor glitches. Does that count hovering or no? Okay. So, yeah, good question. This will not ask you to hover. Okay. Then we need the hook shot. All right. So we're at eight, I think. Damn it. Moon pearl. <laughs> it's nine. Yep. And now this is where it gets hard. So now it gets tricky. So we're at nine now with the items that we definitely need. Um, yeah. Now we need a fire source of some kind, either the mm-hmm. lamp or the fire rod. All right, so we're at ten. Well, do we really? If he says we were... Yeah, well, I mean, we do for Ganon, you do, I guess. You need some fire source. You can't hit Ganon in the final phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're at ten. So it's either the lamp or the fire rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can't be much more than that. I think I wouldn't. I, I I'm thinking like earlier. I was like just you know spitballing in my head, and I came out to either twelve or sixteen, and I think it should be around that range-ish, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the only other items you would need. So with those items, what dungeons can you, can you get seven crystals? All right. So, so I, I have a series of questions about this seed, and you guys are kind of starting to get a little bit to the meat of the some of these questions. Oh, but okay. For, for now, uh-huh. um, go ahead and let's have each of you throw out your guess of what you think this number is, and then I'll, I'll tell you the answer, and then we'll move right. on to I, some more I questions. I think it's okay. fifteen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. To be honest, so let's go with sixteen just for the sake of it. Okay. 
The answer, again, as far as I can tell, and we'll work through this, is 24. Um, actually, Tuesday temp here, the answer is actually 25. We're going to talk through it and how we got there, but in case you're playing along at home, 25 is the correct answer, so hats off to you if you got that. And if you want an extra puzzler, uh, you can try to figure out where it is that I got it wrong, and I'll give you a hint, it's one of the dungeons, so... We'll talk through all this. I think it's super, uh, super fun conversation. But uh, anyway, back to it. Okay, interesting. That is this is... counting like key pickups? This, yeah. So this is uh, okay, every chest keys. that you uh, have yeah. to open. Okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that gives you each dungeon gives you, you know, there's several for each dungeon, mm -hmm. um, which we'll get into here in a second. So, uh, so this seat, you know, again, no safeties, no backups, no anything, only the essentials. You have to open 24 total chests by the time you kill Ganon or mm -hmm. before you kill Ganon. Okay. Um, now here's some questions ab about this seat. Uh, what are, and you guys started to do this already. There are five items in this seed that you end with. Uh, what are those five items? Hammer, hookshot, moon pearl, bow, and a fire source. Okay, so hammer, hookshot, and bow, yes. Moon pearl, I would say, is not like an item. You know, like it's not something oh, like you can select on the item screen. Mean. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So do gloves count? Nope. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. Um, so then, still a fire source. So, so what? So sorry, we had you said hookshot, bow, and hammer. Yep. And Those a fire source. Okay, a fire source. Yep. So lamp or fire rod. So that's four. So that leaves one item. I'm gonna say mirror. So with this one that I figured out, again, we can talk through this or whatever, um, you actually are not going to get the mirror. Hmm. Mm, makes sense. It's not necessarily okay. required. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what else do you need? So it has to be a Y button item. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. Then the cane, the red cane? Uh, you know what? We're not going to get that either. Well, this is low percent. This is ultra low percent. Okay, so now I'm like thinking about, okay, so if we don't have the red cane, then we can't do Misery Mire or Turtle Rock. But if we don't get the mirror, then we can't do Swamp Palace. Yeah, and Ice Palace. So that's not enough items. So what do you think the fire source might be? It's probably the lamp... Well, it's, I assumed fire rod because that way we could do oh, some woods. Yeah. Mm hmm So your fire source is fire. So you have the bow, the bow, hookshot, fire rod, hammer, mm -hmm. and there's one more. And you, you guys are right on with with your pendants too. That was going to be another question. We'll we'll hit that again in a second. So. Um. What else is a required Y item? Is what I'm wondering. Yeah, because we're not going to do Mire or Turtle Rock or Swamp Palace. We're not going to do Ice Palace, probably. No, we could if we have the Fire Rod. I suppose so, but... Because hmm. yeah. basically we've got... Easter so yeah, can... there, there has to be three pendants, and honestly, you guys have answered it. Those, those are going to be our three pendants. Yeah, uh -huh. so then it's... 
because they require the most items. You know, I, right. I wanted to eliminate the need for any medallions. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to eliminate the ice rod. I wanted to eliminate uh, uh, as many of the items from Swamp Palace as I could. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so then we're doing Pod, Skullwoods, Thief's Town, uh, Ice Palace, Pod, Skullwoods, Thief's Town, Ice Palace, and the three Light World Dungeons. Yeah. So... Oh, uh, don't we have to get the book to do desert then? I mean, if we don't have the mirror, yeah. Yeah, you got it. That's that's <laughs> okay. the fifth item is the book. That makes sense. Yeah. That's All such right. a weird item. But, uh, yeah, I know. yeah, weird, <laughs> but yeah. I know. So yeah, I sat down at a tracker and, you know, kind of figured out I, what I started with was like what three pendants would be best that would require the least amount of items. And this array makes it so you don't have to get the cane, you don't have to get the mirror, um, you don't have to get a ton of things. But one of the things you do have to get in order to hit that seventh crystal is the book, so you can wander into Desert Palace. <laughs> yeah, and of course, yeah, and of course we'll set up Desert Palace so that it's not boots locked, right? Yeah. So that mm -hmm. you know that's not required. Um, but yeah, you guys have successfully identified the three pendants, which would be Turtle Rock, uh, Turtle Rock, Misery Mire, and Swamp Palace. Um, now you've identified the five items that you need. What are the, uh, uh, there's five more items that you will pick up that are not Y items. So can you guys identify those? Uh, well, the two gloves, gloves right? Yeah. The two, two gloves. Swords, that's one, two. And the moon, two pearl. swords, two swords. And so the that's pearl. four and the moon pearl. Yeah. Yep. So that's 10. Yeah. So those are the 10 items that you're going to pick up. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, there are, of course, uh, additional dungeon uh, dungeons that need to be handled, and I have set up each of the dungeons so that as early as possible you will get the big key. Mm -hmm. Now there is yeah. one dungeon that you have. There's no way getting around it. You have to pick up three items. Do you know which one that is? Pod. Correct. Yeah, it's pod. Because, uh, and, I, and I was thinking, you know, oh, it, it, I can just, you know, they can take the arrow route, but you can't because you don't have a bottle. So you can't do the bottle glitch. Yeah. So you do have to go down and, you know, I'll give you a small key in that first in that first door. But then you open that and then your next one is a big key. And then the third item, of course, and this was something that you guys almost picked up on when you were figuring out the total item count. You have to pick up an item every time you kill a boss. Mm -hmm. So that's seven items right there that are unavoidable. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah. yeah, so Pod gives you that first key, then the big key, and then the final one is the. Uh, um... Oh wait, actually, you need another key. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you that you do yeah. need another small key to get. Okay, to, so uh... yeah, I am sorry. I have to amend that. The uh, total number now is twenty-five, and Pod forces you to pick up four items. So interesting. Okay, so twenty-five, and this is also kind of you know I wanted to go through this with you guys. Eastern Palace, how many items? Three? Or you mean how many you no. have to pick up when uh, you go will through Will you there be now? forced to pick up? Oh, okay. Uh, One. You only even need the big key. Right, but then you're going to kill Armos Knight and it's going to give you... Oh, item. great. That yeah, so okay, cool. so that's two then, I guess. Two for Eastern, that's what I had as well. Desert Palace, uh, I can set it up to where you get your big key in the first northern chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? that's just one. Yeah, so that's well, pool two, the, and then with with the item from the boss, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then Paris, Tower of Paris, same thing. I can just give you plus, the key. Yeah, another. Yeah, so so that's six total from dungeons. Pod we've discovered is four. 
because uh, we need a small key uh, in, in the basement. We need the first key to get through to the middle of pod. Uh, we need the big key to be in one of those chests. And then, of course, the thing we get from Helmosaur King. Um, uh, what's next? Swamp, or we're, we're not doing Swamp Palace because it requires too many items. Yep. Hang Skull. on. The thing yeah. about pod I'm just thinking about now is you go in, you get a small key in the first chest, and then you go through the middle door. And then you pick up the big key, right? Mm-hmm. And then you need another small key to get to the, um, the the through the boss or like to the boss. Uh, in the basement, you need in a the small basement. Key in the basement. Yes, but do you need to open like another locked door or something to get another small key? No, you don't. That makes no Hang sense. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a map real quick. That makes no sense. No, that wouldn't make any sense. You can't pick. You know, you you will you wouldn't need have you would have to pick up another small key somewhere before you could open a locked door to pick up another small key. So yeah, and there's enough locations to where you yeah, you don't have to unlock anything yeah 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 i'm looking at it now you can they, like you could fall down that one walkway mm-hmm. and get your big key down there yeah. um mm-hmm. and, and the small key could be down that like, like fall down area where i said mm-hmm. uh, and that would that would be four and you wouldn't be forced to get any more okay cool so four in pod we skip swamp palace uh next up is skull woods how many in skull woods um you need a small key for the back, but that's under a pod. Mm-hmm. If you take yep. that one, and then you just need the big key. And well, you don't you don't need the big key for skull. No, you don't. Oh, well, that's I think right. It's yeah, only the key. one yeah, then from right. Mothula, right? Yeah, that's that's what I had that's at right. least. Just the one from Mothula. Yeah. Um, Thieves Town. Uh, we have to give you the big key so you can get in the back. Um, but then after that, just the boss, I believe. So just yep. two. Um. Well, you need a whole bunch of keys to get. The thing bombed open and the blind from the cell. What do you mean a whole bunch of keys? I mean a whole. Don't you need a at least one key to get down there and or up there and bomb well, open you, the hole and then. Yeah, that's that's all unlocked. Oh yeah, it is. So let's say the big key is in the map chest, which is the first one in uh-huh. town. So you waltz right back into the back. Yeah. Um, you're gonna pick up the key under the pot in the hallway. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot and then there's about an, that one. Yeah, and then there's another key in the uh, Spikes room before you walk mm-hmm. upstairs. Yeah. Um, so I think because of that, you're not forced to get any more. Yeah, I no, know. I think so. you're all good. You're right. Okay, so two in Thieves Town. Ice Palace, famously, no need for the uh, big key. Yeah. Um, so. As long as you do the IPPJ. Don't you still need a small key, though, to get there? No, but you can pick uh, that up from a pot, right? Oh yeah, you get that from the blue um, jellyfish guy mm-hmm. know, in the spiky room. Yep. So just one for Ice Palace, and then Ganon's Tower. Uh, any guesses to how many how many chests uh, uh, you need to pick up there? Um, the big key, and then you need you can't have the small key on the. Um, I'm gonna say like two or three, torch. maybe. So you no. I think three. As far as I could tell, it's just two. Uh, so you need one to be the big key right away. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you can go get a small key under a pot. Uh, or no, actually, so then it's just one, right? Because then... Yeah, you, you get one under a pot key. and you get oh, one yeah, from the mini the helmosaur. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That should work yeah, out, so, yeah. So, yeah, just one. So our total for all the dungeons 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 from the dungeons and 10 from the items, 5 Y items and 5 you know, AB items for a total mm-hmm. of 25 at the end. Huh. So hmm. that was my gift. I hope you guys like my gift to you. Yeah, that's nice. nice. That's, that's interesting. Like teaser. That's an, I, might, yeah. uh, I might generate that seed to see if anyone's crazy enough to try to beat it mm-hmm. and, and literally put nothing in all the other chests. <laughs> Does that sound fun? Sounds challenging. I don't know if it's fun, but it's definitely challenging. I mean, it's basically one hit KO past a certain point. Yeah, pretty much. No safeties, green mail, three hearts. But, but yeah, in case you were wondering, what is the absolute possible, you know, lowest possible uh, collection count that you can get and still, you know, beat the game? It's twenty five. So there you go. Okay. All right. Let's let's get to these fetch fetch questions here. All right, so we have an email uh, sent in through the Go Mode Podcast uh, website uh, through the contact form there, and this is from our friend Diesel Martini. So I'm going to read this one to you. Diesel Martini says, Hi, guys. I have a quick question for you that might work as a fetch question if you want to use it. Recently, I've been thinking about whether to use a controller or a keyboard for my inputs when playing Rando. I've found that I like both of them for different reasons. Some of these reasons relate to a few minor tricks uh, and glitches I've picked up that I find easier to execute on one or the other. For example, I can line up bomb jumps more easily on a controller, but I find item dashing much easier on a keyboard. My question is, am I allowed to switch back and forth between keyboard and controller during a race? Could I use a keyboard for most of my run, but switch to a controller to line up, say, IPPJ before going back to keyboard, or the opposite, using a controller except for when I item dash to check hammer pegs? I know that generally you can't use the emulator to do anything a console couldn't do, so my initial reaction was that it probably wouldn't be allowed. But someone I talked to brought up the point that it isn't that different from swapping controllers on a console, where you may prefer one brand or style of controller over another, depending on what you're doing. So I'm appealing to the experts. Perhaps Herfy Durfy can chime in with some tournament admin wisdom. Thanks again for your amazing work on Go Mode. Best, Diesel Martini. So Herf, let's start with you. Uh, switching controllers mid-run or mid-race, is this something that you've ever had to deal with as an admin before? No, I don't think anyone's ever tried that before, and I don't think there would be a rule against that. Uh, as he was saying, it's not allowed to have, you know... I guess in theory there is a rule against it because uh, somewhere in the rules document it says uh, each action can only be mapped to one button at a time. So if you mapped it to both your controller and a keyboard, you'd theoretically be breaking that rule because yeah, you could, you know, push right twice or push left and right at the same time, which obviously the console can't do. Too. So yeah. I I can't give an answer for sure. At first, I didn't think there would be anything against it. I think it'd mostly be not a problem because I would assume it'd be a time loss overall, having to switch controllers in the middle of a race multiple times especially. But yeah. there might be some stuff with the rules where it's not quite kosher. Yeah, you'd have to imagine that would take some time. And, and if it didn't, it's because you've set up some some you know 
macros to be able to switch it and that's kind of gets questionable which diesel kind of hinted at a little bit Mm -hmm. um for me i think you know essentially people have been kind of dealing with this by turning their controller over and treating it like a like a keyboard sometimes like doing the claw grip like uh, we heard p train say you know the way they hover is they turn the controller almost like it's a remote control uh, and hold it flat and i think that's kind of what it's sort of the same thing going on you know the nice thing about a keyboard is you can press two buttons at the same time really easily uh and so when people are turning their controller over they're basically like turning their controller into a keyboard so that they can have that same sensation of hitting two buttons essentially at the same time um so i i I think you know it doesn't necessarily answer the question but i think what most people have decided to do is only use the controller because most of the time that will be easier and better and just change up the grip when they need to for certain glitches, like uh, item dashing, for instance. I always do like a claw grip. Um, I'll just like switchly, you know, quickly like switch my hands over and just do a claw grip just for that one second to do a glitch like that. And I think that's kind of what what most folks are doing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. And we had another fetch question. Let me just pull this up here uh, from. Hang on. I gotta scroll. Oh, okay. This is from Lumaga, and Lumaga asks, do you have any data on where people are tuning into the show from? I know we have many listeners in North America and a few in Europe, but how far does the show really reach? Uh, and I thought that was an interesting question. Obviously, that's something that I look at a pretty good amount, although it has been a little while since I've looked. Um, and, you know, in the spirit of the holidays and togetherness and kind of, you know, the, the world kind of bonding over the holidays, thought it might be fun to, to take a look at this. So... Um, and in fact, since this is the quizzes episode, maybe we can do a little bit of uh, quizzing. Um, <laughs> so let me look here. Who are the, the top 10 here? Maybe we can go back and forth and you guys can try to name all uh, the top 10 con- countries. Yeah, we'll say the t- top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, so I've got the top 10 here. Uh, you guys want to name countries and I'll let you know the, the amount of uh, listens that each one has if you if you hit it. Sure. Okay. Uh, Kurt, uh, you go first. All right. I'll take the easy one. I'll take the U.S. of A. Okay. Yeah. That one has by far the most. Mm-hmm. Um, like way, way, way more than, than any others. And I'm kind of trying to decide if I want to say actual numbers or not. Because if there are some that are low, it's kind of like, oh, we have one listener in that country. And I don't necessarily want to help somebody I, I don't like that. Don't say the numbers. I'd say just say yeah. the top 10. I'll just, I'll just tell you the top 10 and, and where they fall on the list. But just know United States is by far the most. And then there's a, a clear second and then third. And then a pretty clear fourth. And then after that, they're all pretty close. All right. Uh, I'm going to guess Germany for her. Yes. That is our number two. Yeah. And again, much, much less than United States, but quite a bit more than third and fourth and fifth and all the others. Interesting. Those in Deutschland. Yes, thank you. Danke Oh, boy. What's <laughs> happening? Her one I know. Our terrible German. <laughs> uh, All right, what I'm, else, Herf? I'm going to say France. Uh, France is actually not in the top 10, although they are yeah. number 13. France, oh, well. you're letting me down. <laughs> uh, what else? I'm uh, next. Um, Canada. Yes, Canada is number three. Nice. Our neighbors to the north. Uh, I'm going to go with the UK. Yes, that is number four. Well done. Nice. Okay. So we got our so top now, four. Now this is where it's going to get hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we won't We won't do this forever. <laughs> I'll, I'll count it <laughs> at a certain point. Spain. 
So Spain is number 12. Oh, close. Yeah. Just it's right um, above France. Let's see. Um, I'm going to say Brazil. Brazil is number 14. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. You guys I, are doing a really good job. <laughs> I'm going. Just I'm going, outside of the top 10. I'm going the United States southern neighbor, Mexico. Um, No. No Mexico, actually. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Surprising. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what else have we got? I'm running out of countries, I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can just start naming your. Well, there's not countries. a whole lot left that you no, have to just okay, kidding. Uh, Sweden? Yes, Sweden is on here. Sweden nice. is uh, number six. So we've got a few uh, Swedish listeners, so thank, thank you. Yay, shout outs to my buddy Walther. There you go. Oh, yeah, Walther <laughs> IV, right? Or four? Yeah. One yeah. of those two. Probably four. One of those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, four, five left. Um, okay, are they all in Europe at this point? No. Uh, no. There is two. There are two that are European. Okay, what continents do we have? Uh, two in Europe, two in Asia, and one would be a spoiler if I told you. Is one in Australia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is number eight. All right. Uh, that's so really I'm, high. Yeah, yeah that is high. It's, that's good job, Australia. I, uh, I'm gonna... There's not a lot of stuff that caters to y'all there in the, uh, you know, Dan, Dan there. Especially in terms of rando, but good, good job. Thanks for listening in, and I hope that uh, you can still watch and enjoy, <laughs> even though it's probably at like all matches are at like the worst time that possible for you. Oh man! All right, so um, uh, I'm just gonna throw Japan out there. No, uh, Japan is on the list, very, very, very low down. In fact, uh, there's been one listen from Japan. This is uh, okay. I don't even know if. Japan yeah, thank you. To thank you, whoever you are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then I'm gonna guess Korea. Um, no. Then what, I'm... what about the other Korea? No Korea. <laughs> no Koreas at all. I thought all there right. was. I thought South Korea was on here. Maybe How about the Philippines? Um, nope. All right, we're all right. starting to. I, yeah, yeah. Let's just tell right, us. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the rest. So, uh, number five was Russia. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, six wow, was that's Sweden. Surprising. Yeah, uh, seven was Hi, Israel. Ooh, Israel, really interesting. Cool, that's right? nice. That's what was cool. number six again? Uh, six was Sweden. Oh, Sweden. oh did okay, I did right, I not right, say right. that one already? No, yeah, you, thought, did. you said Sweden. yeah. You guys said that already. Wow, uh, six Russia was Sweden. And Israel. I would not have yeah. thought that. I know, right? Well, seven was Israel. Eight was Australia. Nine was Norway. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and uh, number 10 was China. Really? China, really? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. Wow. I wonder if those are actual listens or if those are like... Bots. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. like, you know, Chinese representatives listening in on the (laughs) Rambo craze (laughs) in the Americas. (laughs) I'm more surprised by how popular we are in in Russia and Israel because I'm trying to think of any, like, runners that are Israeli or Russian and I can't think of any. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting. Maybe they have uh, their own communities. I could imagine, Maybe. especially for the Russians, I could imagine that. Not you know to say negative things or anything. I I like them, but they oftentimes have their own communities because they're well, just so big. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense too because not only like if you're 
a Spanish speaker or, or German or Italian or whatever, you know, you, the text is all still, you know, Latin characters. But if you're Russian, then it, you read Cyrillic. Mm-hmm. That That's a little harder to kind of integrate. Same yeah. thing with, you know, like Japanese or Chinese or any other language that doesn't use, a, you know, Latin script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wow. So thanks to all the folks out there in Russia and uh, Israel. I hope yeah. all y'all in Russia keep uh, nice and warm because I know mm-hmm. it get cold there this time of year. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, to, and like I said, that was just the top 10. I mean, there are other, you know, countries listed on there. And it's it's incredible to me that anyone listens to this show, let alone people <laughs> across the country, you know, across the yeah, world. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Thank you. For all, sure. All our, our world yeah. fans, you're all very, very nice people. And thank you for listening. Yes. Thank but you. hey, out of curiosity, can, I, I realize that the bottom ones are probably all like one listens or something. But can mm-hmm. you just give me the bottom three out of curiosity? Absolutely, yeah, I sure will. Uh, let's see. Come on, Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see something real obscure. Um, okay, I'll give you all the ones. Okay. Okay. Turkey, Ireland, Portugal, Republic of Lithuania, Japan, Colombia, Argentina, and Taiwan. All right, that's not what? too far out there. Yeah, yeah. Th- those aren't too. Those aren't too Ireland, exotic. I'm a yeah. With. I was hoping for, you know, like some, I don't know, something crazy. <laughs> uh, I can also do this by city. Do you guys want to hear the top three cities? Yeah, sure. What's the top city? Top city is Houston, Texas. Oh, really? Really? So, Popular uh, over there. A yeehaw and a howdy to all of our partners over in Houston. I lived there for three years, so if anyone knows me, give me a shout out. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number two is Charlotte. But I wonder if that's just all me, honestly. Probably, <laughs> it, yeah. But it's way too many to just be me, if I'm no, being honest. No, it's not. So it's, it's, it's got to be some other people. That's <laughs> crazy. That we should not. have a little meetup in, in Charlotte. I would love to meet people here, around here. It would be awesome. Uh, and then number three is Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, there's more. But I think I think that's good for today. Yeah. yeah that is good. Well, cool. that was that was a nice nice little present. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I like that. Hope you all enjoy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our Go Mode podcast bi-weekly seeds real quick. Uh, so the last one officially that we released was for episode 35. That was the boss one. Something really funny happened with this that I did not intend. Um, so I did um, force crystals onto the uh, dungeons that had the bosses that we talked about. But uh, I didn't think to make Aga 1 required, and I didn't think to make Ice Armos required. But it's exactly what happened. Because in this seed, Moon Pearl was on Lumberjack Cave, which made Aga required. <laughs> and then the big key was behind uh, Ice Armos in Ganon's Tower. And oh, I did man. not do that. That was not me. That just happened. So that, that just was, happened. That's that was crazy. Better. Yeah, it was it was perfect. So it worked out really good. I wish I had thought to do that, but I didn't. Uh, it just happened. So uh, that was a fun one. Uh, and then for the one that we missed last week, I decided just kind of on a whim to put something out. And I went ahead and did a 6-6. Six, six. Uh, normally, you know, we're doing 7-7s. Seven, I wanted to do 6-6 six, six because uh, my first opponent, Dracarys, in the Challenge Cup recommended that. And I've seen a lot of people... Uh, playing those and specifically in challenge cup and, and probably beyond uh and it's it's kind of fun it, it sort of allows you to kind of pick one item like you know it's great if turtle rock is a crystal 
because you can just be like, oh, I don't want to find the ice rod. And you can just be in go mode before you find the ice rod as long as you have everything else. So it, it kind of gives you an opportunity to like skip one dungeon. And it's interesting to see which one people skip and um, you know why and stuff like that. So uh, that was what I put out last week. Uh, I have not had a chance to play that yet. I'm actually I'm thinking I might try to play it today. Um, but uh, we will go ahead and put out another one um, when this episode releases. I think I'm just going to do another like traditional 7-7 defeat Ganon open. Uh, but I think as a bonus, I'm going to also release this like super short 25 item seed uh, just to see if anyone out there is crazy enough to take it on. And I would love to see some screenshots um, of the uh, item count at the end for this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll do that. So there'll be a regular one that for normal people, and then there'll be this crazy one for people that just like Dancy will probably play it, you know, <laughs> like well, SAGTG. Uh, oh, I would love to see that, man. Good luck. I, I'll, I'll, I'll torture myself. Okay. No, that's, that's, that sounds know, great. If, I would if love We've it. got time if, if our, uh, you know, when we get back from our honeymoon, because we are off to our honeymoon uh next week so you know maybe right between that and the new year all right all right okay um all right well i think that's gonna do it um you guys know where to find us we're on discord we talk about it all the time join our discord it's a great way to stay up to date on just all randomizer news there's a bunch of uh people who like to race in there if you ever want to try out racing they'll help you get set up with all that uh, if you want to send us a fetch question, you can do so by sending that to email at gomodepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at gomodepodcast. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. Check out some of these Challenge Cup restreams that our BWS crew has been putting on. Um, I've been doing music streams. I actually stream myself writing the theme music that we heard for today's episode uh, and had some people drop by and uh, hang out with me while I was writing that. So. Thanks to those of you who came by. Um, there'll be more music streams in the future as I work on my MSU project. So um, I'm thinking probably Sundays, but I don't know for sure yet. Just uh, kind of stay tuned on those. Um, but you can find me streaming twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Uh, you can find Herfy at twitch.tv slash Herfy Derfy. And Axial is uh, twitch.tv slash SA underscore Axial. Uh, guys, we need one more iTunes review to get to 30 by the end of the year. And we've been sitting at 29 for a good little while. Uh, so if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, it means you have listened all the way through episode 36. You must like this podcast. So if you haven't given us a rating yet, I implore you, please go. You don't even have to leave a note. Just let, get us up to that 30 so I can hit my goals. That would make me feel really good uh we would really appreciate being able to, to get there and uh and thank you for that tuesday tim back again we did it y'all we finally got up to 30 reviews and we could not have done it without dr bob tastic who was the one who left our 30th review and also said some really nice things so thank you dr bob glad you are enjoying the show if you were on your way to leave that review to be number 30 uh i guess you don't have to now Psych, you definitely still have to. It would really help us out if you leave that review. Even though we hit 30, we love to hear from you guys. So, uh, yeah, leave them anyway. Um, also, final reminder, uh, this is the last time you're going to hear an episode before the end of this year. Uh, next time you hear us, it'll be 2020. So how are those rando resolutions coming along, folks? Uh, you've got about <laughs> two weeks to get those finished up. A little bit less, actually. So... 
um, be sure to work on those and uh, start coming up with next year's rando resolutions too. We'll, we'll, we'll do that again. It was fun seeing everybody's updates throughout the year. Uh, so yeah, get those, get those, uh, get those all wrapped up. You're almost out of time. Uh, I, I got down to my 140. Finally, I did that like two weeks ago, just barely made it. Um, the other one I wanted to do was learn the, uh, dark maze. I can successfully say I've done that. The other one was a bomb jump, uh, to get across, um, spectacle rock and no one does that anymore because no one does hints. So I don't really care about that one. I'm going to let that one slide. Yeah. So. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, we said we'd come up with a song for people who hovered, uh, and we actually missed one person who did pull off the hover, and that was Zeitnix, our YouTube guru. So, Zeitnix, we owe you a song, honestly, and, <laughs> and congrats to you for, for pulling off the hover. Yeah, that's, oh boy, I gotta think of a new song to sing. <laughs> I, I know those take a long time for you, you gotta, like, compose them. And, yeah, you know, so. I'm a, yeah, big musician here. Right, 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 so. <laughs> all, right. all right well guys thank you so much for listening to another episode uh hope everyone has a beautiful wonderful holiday season thanks again for listening time to mirror out <laughs>